0: while why we're here. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, it really is good to be here. I really just want to re-emphasize and reiterate who Next Generation Ministries is. Uh, we've been we were established back in 2004. The vision changed in 2011 to go into the places where there were tribes and villagers and places where Christ had never been preached before, literally, ever. So that is what we are doing. We are working with indigenous pastors. That means people like Albert who are from the territory, who know the culture and the language. There's no way that Katie or I or any of you would be effective in ministry over there. Only him and his people. So. Several years ago, um, I think they said back in 2011, Albert had about five people that he was mentoring and discipling. He is now up to 25 people that he is mentoring and discipling. And last year uh, alone, our goal was to plant five churches through Albert, and he has done that. And he's also added four more, so he's actually planted nine in the past 12 months. Um, We have drilled wells. You all paid for at least one of those and we have drilled five of them And there are more that are going to be drilled this coming year So God has been very good and I want you to know as well that the churches that have been planted in these areas The new nine and the wells that were drilled. He was only able to get to those Because of the truck that you all also helped purchase several years ago. You all have made an incredible impact Um, For the kingdom through this man through NGMI and we thank you for that. I want to also emphasize uh, something that I was reminded of recently. We went to the International Conference on Missions and I was reminded of an author. His name is John Piper and he said in one of his books, he said, missions is not the purpose of the church. And if you know us and you know our heart, I immediately was like, well, this book is trash. Let's move on to the next one. But I went back and I said, let me read the next line. So missions is not the purpose of the church. The The purpose of the church is worship. Missions exists because worship does not. Missions exists because worship does not. That is why we do what we do. Albert and his 25 people who are planting these churches, the other four pastors that we are supporting in the Upper East portion of Ghana who work among the Fulani people group, that is what we are doing. We are creating worship where it did not previously exist. I also want to add that because of generous donations of last year, we don't support financially four pastors now. We financially support 12 pastors working in the upper portions of Ghana where worship is going to exist it's my privilege today as always to introduce albert there may be people here who have never met him and i'm thinking how do you introduce such a hero of the faith other than through scripture and i want you to be reminded of a letter to timothy because albert has followed every mandate here he said i solemnly solemnly urge you in the presence of god who will someday judge the living and the dead preach the word You've done that. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not, and you've done that. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. You've done that. Keep a clear mind in every situation. You have done that. Don't be afraid of suffering. We know that you are not afraid of suffering. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. Albert, you have done that. Later in a letter to the Hebrew faith community, we read about what faith is. It is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what's not seen. The chapter goes on to mention many heroes of the faith. There was Abel approved as a righteous man because of his offerings and sacrifices. Enoch, we know that he pleased God. And Noah, he demonstrated that godly fear. Abraham became a missionary in the land of promise and was even going to offer his son as a sacrifice. And the list goes on, and I know that also scripture states that you're not supposed to add or take away, but by golly, if we could add to the scripture a name in the list of heroes, Albert Jato Wana would be on that list of heroes of the faith. At some point, the next generation is going to say, Albert, our ancestor, he won God's favor and approval because Of his faith, would you show Albert just a very rowdy, warm welcome as he takes the mic and preaches for you?
1: Good morning. morning. I think I'm flattered. I feel I feel looking at the fields. I feel I have just done so small but it's an encouragement to know that people appreciate what you do. And I want to thank you so much for the support you've given us. You supported in the pickup, you also supported in the wells, financial support for us to move well our motors and our pickup and to go out to these places. I'm so grateful. Thank you very much for your support, and I think um, um, I have a scripture we will look at, and uh, what is my phone beha- misbehaving, you see? <laughs> These technical things are not mine, <laughs> but what can we do? We are forced. Okay, shake it like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Okay, I just want Psalm 17, verse 17. If you can read it out loud. Okay, get back to your pocket. You don't want to work. It's misbehaving. I'll discipline it when I go out. <laughs> <laughs> Psalm 17, 17. Psalm chapter 17. Verse 17, uh uh-uh. are you sure? <laughs> uh, okay, then come out again. Come out, come out again <laughs> and do what? Okay, it just talks about a friend. It's always loyal. And uh, a brother is something, something that I can remember. But I, the long and short as I just want you to know that I see you as friends and brothers and sisters. Since the day we met and uh, you chose to support us, your loyalty has been felt. We got an yes. Proverbs. Oh, Proverbs. Yeah. Okay, Proverbs, Proverbs. and some. Thank you. Oh, yes. A friend is always loyal, and a brother is born to help him. Yes. A friend is always loyal. So you are friends. You have been loyal in your support. You have been loyal in your prayers. And then you are born in this time to help us in time of need. All that you will hear, or you have heard, and you will still hear, being done in Ghana, in the northern parts of Ghana, is mostly because of what you do here. You are not there, but you are there by your prayers and your support. And I just want to thank you so much. We've used the pickup. the teams, not the 25. The 25 are working around a wide area. So if we are going to an area, those who are working there And other people, other lay people join us. And we move out with a truck and probably hire another truck. Because I like to let people get their hands on the job. And so we will go and spend some days in the village, pray for people, go out from house to house, Wherever we find a person, if the person is willing, we try to share our faith and also invite them to an outdoor meeting where we present the gospel. And then when people believe, we start. We do it almost towards the weekend, and then we can start on Sunday to have a church. And it's been awesome. Some of the men, they preach, and I sit down there and I say, if I were not a Christian, but by this message, I will give my life to Jesus. Well, we've been to a place in our country we called the Overseas. It is called Overseas because, it's not because it is, you cross a sea, but it is a neglected place simply because it's very hard to reach. We have rivers that are not breached, and then, you know, a lot of galleys, their roads are not good, and people don't want to go there. I understand. After going there, I understand why churches don't want to go there. But it's exciting to go and be with these people. They want to hear the gospel. We went to a place about three hours away from our city called Baliapong. And I'm so proud of the people, it's mostly Muslims. Mm-hmm. But when we went there, they accepted us warmly. In fact, the water they drink there when they, is from the river. It's like tea, where you put milk and all those things. That is the kind of water they offered us. Yeah, we have to drink it knowing what it is, but you have to drink it to be accepted. They accepted us. We preached and prayed for them. Over 100 people showed up the following Sunday to worship with us. We were expecting just a small group of people so that we can begin growing little by little. And most of them were Muslims. Yep, others are receiving the brunt of it, because when you turn from Islam to any other faith, your people are going to fight you. But it's good, and the church is moving on well and growing day by day. Actually, we met the first time in the school, they booted us out there, because they felt that now we have come to take their people and we want to use their school. No, find your own place. You know, under a tree is okay. So we make our church under a tree and we are happy. So the people are growing. Within that region, there is another place called Katua. We didn't get that much uh, response. But the chief told me, you know, you people didn't come on time. And then he put it in the account with that which means the rich people have not come on time. And the the reason is that there was uh, a Roman Catholic presence there. But I think the leader there misbehaved. And so they all went back. And he also ran away from the village and then The Muslims came and swept the whole place. But we have interesting stories there. I have a lady, uh, in fact, there are about four ladies who would come and they would go back and receive beatings from their husbands. But there was this one exceptional, one called Amina. Amina came and then She fell in love with Jesus. The husband beat her. And when we went back there to do another outreach program, she only came, she fetched water for our team so that we can cook and then bath. She went back and was beaten again. The husband said, I don't want you near them. The husband fell sick. Amina suggested that he should let their people pray for, for him. He agreed. He came over, and then the leaders there prayed for him. God was gracious to him. He got well. But he still said, no, you can't attend that church, right? You must always go to the mosque. And what excited me about Amina was that she said, look, you can force me to the mosque. I can bow down to pray in the mosque, but do you know who I'm praying to? Yeah, I'll be there. My body will be there, but when I'm praying, I'll be praying to my Jesus. I want you to know that. And that is very, very encouraging, that you have a Muslim standing firm for Jesus, no matter how she is treated. And I want you to pray for Amina and people like her. So Holomuni has been established. Another one of my key leaders left and went there to stay with his family. We drilled one of the wells there. One of the wells was also in Katwa and and then, of course, uh, Holomony Church has moved out to find two more churches. And we also have gone into farming settlements. And we have these young men, about three of them. They have churches there, and they are also springing up, uh, starting new churches. Recently, the Wah Church moved to a village called Guo, that is after Siriri. Because Siriri itself, they are influenced by the Wala Muslims and they don't want to accept us. But Go there, we, had, we have a, a house church going, and uh, in the next village, A relative of the member of the Go Church gave birth, and yet she was just expanding, bloated up. The church went there and prayed for her, and God was gracious to her, she became well. The following Sunday, she came to church at Go, so, but she is from Zigli, and then That is an opportunity. The leader texted me last week that they will use that as an opportunity to go out to Zigli and start a church there. So we are using this disciple-making thing and hoping that it will become a disciple-making movement and church planting movement, where you uh, disciple people and encourage them to disciple others, share your story of salvation Share God's story of salvation, if you can, and reach out to people with the love of Jesus. Pray for them. People love to be prayed for. Pray for them. You never know what God can do. And when God touches them and opens a door, you witness to them. So we are now working with uh, a curriculum called the Timothy Initiative, where you disciple people, is based on the second Timothy two, And the things you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit the same to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And of course, based on the Great Commission, that is what God has called each and every one of us to do. We have to go and make disciples and God is faithful as we trust his word and go out. We see him work a little here, big here, medium here, and when you combine all, it is great. Now, 95, and uh, 97 churches, and hopefully, before I get back, we would have started the 98th one, and we are into 43 villages. If we succeed in making this 98th one we will be in forty-four villages. My friends, my brothers, this is what God has been doing with what we all are concerned about. I pray that you will pray with us and God will do much, much, much more. People need Jesus because the time. The clock is ticking. The time is getting closer. And personally, I believe that with all these things we are seeing happening in the world, the time is near. And this is the time for you and I to be passionate about lost souls. Don't worry about what somebody will say or will feel Because that will not matter when we stand before Jesus. That is not going to matter at all. So let's be occupied with what Jesus will be pleased about. Even in America here, your neighbor. I I understand you can't witness to somebody. Is it is is it true? You can't just go out and talk about Jesus to people. If it is because you feel they may look at you to be mad, did they not call Jesus madman, what about you? If it's because you lose your job, and so what? Is he not able to provide? If it's because somebody may kill you, oh, praise God. He has just opened a door for you into heaven. What is, what is it that we are, uh, you know, what is in the world that we should be so much concerned about it? I think all that we are and all that we have in this world is just for one single purpose. To use that. Spend it on others to come to Jesus and allow yourself to be spent, amen. John the Baptist said, I must decrease and Christ increase. May he fill us all with that belief, with that desire and passion to reach out to our neighbors, our friends, our co-workers, even those who hate us, let's reach out to every one of them. And I know, I know, it's surely, when you shall go and meet your Lord, you will be happy. I know one of the hymns, I think the chorus is, Must I go and empty her? Huh? That must I meet my Savior soon? Not one soul with which to greet him must empty-handed go. I have vowed I will not go empty-handed. Amen? Let's all vow that we will not meet our Lord empty-handed. I pray that each one of us will have a very long winding tail behind us as we enter the gates and we are meeting our Lord. He opens his arms and will run into his chest boldly and with confidence because we have done what he has called us to do. God bless you. I will not take much of your time because Steph likes the food. I like the food too. (laughs) I like the food too. So that is why I'm big. I'm not big for nothing. (laughs) So... I will put it here and pray that God will show us the right path and give us that boldness and zeal. Pray for me that God will give me that zeal and boldness to go to places sometimes we are scared. Sometimes we are scared. You think we are, we (laughs) have, we (laughs) have, sometimes you are going to the village and you don't know what is going to happen there. Are they going to mop up? and chase you as they did to other people, so pray for us. Pray for us. Mm -hmm. And God bless you. Did I sing the song well?
0: God bless
1: you. Did I sing it well?